Hey y'all, before we jump into today's episode, we would like to invite you to a special event we're hosting on May 30th called Women in Whiskey. Join us for an adult field trip filled with Southern fun at the Jack Daniels Distillery right here in our home state of Tennessee. Get ready to learn while sipping. We will be taking a private tour of the distillery, enjoy a barbecue lunch on the beautiful hillside, and partake in early happy hour with cocktails provided by Jack Daniels as we listen in on a conversation with women who work in the industry. The conversation will be led by yours truly, your hosts of the Steel Magnolias podcast. Learn more about the event at steelmagnoliaspodcast.com. You can grab your tickets there and we cannot wait to see you on May 30th. And now on with the show. Well, today we're talking about a Southern staple. Well, we try to keep it easy for y'all to open your door and not be overwhelmed with all of the preparations it takes to be welcoming. And I think one of the great things you can do is have a few things on hand. Yep. Sitting in your pantry. Yep. um, That are easy to put together. Yes. A little tray. Yes. Of love. (laughs) Lovely things. Yes. And so cheese straws are perfect for that. Um, Whether you like to make them yourself or you just go out and purchase them. Um, They go with so many things. So many things. And we, you know, we just wanted to kind of focus in on that today. Yeah. Um, We have a special guest that's going to be a part of our conversation a little later. But yeah, we first wanted to just kind of dive into like cheese straws in general. Cheese straws in general. And so these make, you know, great teacher gifts too. I think they're pretty enough that you can put them in a little jar with a little, you know, fabric over the top and make it look cute um, for Christmas gifts or or whatever. Really, Um, yeah. So I just wanted to kind of talk about some of the variants of things you can do. You can look up your own recipe. I don't have a magic recipe for making them, but they do typically call for cheddar. Mm-hmm. But just keep in mind, y'all, you can do them any way you want. Right. If you if there's a different kind of cheese you want to use, go for it. Yeah. If you have rosemary in your garden and you want to incorporate that, yeah, do that. That's good. Yeah. Um, sesame seeds on top, like whatever is your thing. Yeah. And the other thing I love is that, um, you know, you can use like cookie cutters to make these a cute shape if you wanted to make them into stars or that- something like that. That's such a good idea because I will tell you, if you were really going for the straw formation, which is, a, you know, a thickly rolled, um, you know, maybe four inches long, kind of the yeah, width but... of your thumb, sort of, <laughs> I'm just trying to describe a cheese you straw. tiny fingers. Well, yes. you know, but that's kind of the, the look of a cheese straw. They are hard to make. Um, baking is such a science so they're hard to make in that formation without some tools some an extruder or just some special tools so a wafer like you're talking about in yes you know a star or a heart or something else flavor's still good really good yeah um but it'll be a little easier to have them uniform looking yeah or just a circle even yeah it doesn't have to be cutesy like we're talking about yeah Yeah, just um and you can even rolling pin them out and cut them if you want them you know 
in a long rectangle. Right. But like you said, it's not going to be the thickness necessarily and perfectness. I had a failed batch not too long ago that just flattened too much um, when I tried to make them long. I think I made them too skinny. Okay. And they just... They didn't you hold. Were making they didn't a hold, true straw. <laughs> yeah, they didn't hold good. So, well, just um, wanted to say that there's there's different shapes, there's different flavors. You experiment with whatever recipe you pull, right? Um, but yeah, this is something that's so um, welcoming. When somebody sits down, it can go with hot tea, it can go with cocktails, it can go. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's just a soups. nice little good little with munch. Soups. Yeah. And yeah, like you said, store-bought or homemade, both acceptable, but both very much Southern traditions to have guests over and serve cheese straws. So we did talk to somebody, um, not just somebody, Kathy Kathy Cunningham, who is the CEO of Bodacious Foods. They manufacture Mama Geraldine's cheese straws, which are the best-selling cheese straws in all of the United States. So amazing. And they have all different flavors. They do. So... To Kathy Cunningham, bodacious means as good as it gets. That's why when she traded in her corporate world uh, radio executive position for the uncertain terrain of an entrepreneur, she named her venture Bodacious Food Company. And the rest is history, as they She'll say. She'll tell us more of the story yeah. with this specific specific brand. Yeah. So she uh, she has acquired her mama's buttery recipe, and we had just a really fun conversation with her talking through Uh, the making of her Mama Geraldine's cheese straw brand. So with that, we'll meet you at the table. I'm Lainey. And I'm Laura Beth. And we are Steel Magnolias. The strength of steel with the grace of a magnolia. We are here to have uplifting conversations about life in the South. And we've got plenty of room at our table. So pull up a chair. Right. Well, we are excited to be looking through a computer screen at Kathy Cunningham of Bodacious Foods, um, aka Mama Geraldine's. And we wanted to bring Kathy on today to talk about all things cheese straws. She has mastered the recipe and the art of cheese straws and is just rocking it in her business of 26 plus years. So we thought, well, we need to talk to her if she's um, manufacturing and producing such a great hospitable food. So Kathy, welcome to the Steel Magnolias podcast. Well, I am excited as you ladies are as well. This is quite a thrill to be in your podcast, Steel Magnolias. I think you guys are doing an incredible job too, uh, introducing the world to not just the joy of cheese straws, which is my mission in life, but um, a great Southern food and great Southern traditions. Absolutely. Well, tell us, just kind of maybe start back at the beginning when you were thinking, hey, I love cheese straws and I want the world and more people to know about this. What made you want to go into packaged foods and get these produced? Well, at the time, uh, I was a broadcast executive and radio with ABC, Disney at a local radio affiliate, Kicks Radio Country. And it was clearly a midlife crisis because uh, I realized that uh, when I turned around 40 that me and the corporate culture were simply not laughing at the same jokes. Mm. And I just had this inclination that corporate wasn't gonna change for me, that perhaps I needed to make my own changes. I had always wanted my own business. 
just didn't know what that was going to be. And one January facing, you know, the depression that I was going to go into another year of radio sales, another unfulfilled year. I'm literally eating a snack. I had bought some clients, these little cheese biscuits. And right beside that were my mama, Geraldine's cheese straws. And I'm actually eating her cheese straws and I'm paying the bill for this biscuit. And I go, wait a minute. Um, I think I could make a business out of cheese straws. Wow. That was not warmly received by my family or anybody, most definitely my husband at the time, as he went, are you nuts? I mean, all you do is lunch for a living. What, what is the thing about this cheese straw? We love them. Well, prior to me making that decision, mother had been making cheese straws for about 30 years. And although she's originally from Oaks, North Dakota, she's not a um, born Southerner. She became one. Uh, she and dad uh, in South Georgia, I can't think of the name, White Plains, South Georgia. And uh, her neighbor taught her how to make cheese straws. Well, she realized that was the quickest way to stretch her dollar starting out in life. Um, so she passed on the tradition. She used to ship them to me. At one point I was living in Austin, Texas, and she would ship me whole Tupperwares full of cheese straws and folks would descend upon them like locusts. So I knew they had an appeal. You know, what I didn't know, and I think what I was quite fortunate not to know is how difficult it was to create a marketing for a food product uh, and go through all the things you have to go through. You know, people have amazing ideas, but the execution separates the doers from the dreamer. Uh, like I said, when I started my food company, the only thing I knew about food was I loved to eat. So there was a whole vast amount of knowledge awaiting me, <laughs> some of which I'm delighted I didn't know because it certainly would have scared me off. If there's not an element of fear in what you want to do, you probably shouldn't pursue it because fear is the motivator that gets you through the things that you think, oh, this is never going to work. And you oh, figure out a way to make it happen. So that's kind of the beginnings. Um, I left my job in 1996, very poor timing on my part in that um, that was the year the Olympics came to Atlanta. Yes. And I was fully convinced. I set up a little stand down near the um, uh, Centennial Park, you know, where everything was happening. And I thought, I'm going to make a million dollars right now selling cheese straws. I think I sold one box. I mostly just gave directions to um, in every language I could think of that I could make up to the bathroom. And so, so that was the actual beginning. And wow. we, we operated wow. in Dunwoody, Georgia for maybe uh, about four years. And then I decided I had to make them for myself to maintain the integrity of Mama Geraldine's cheese straws. Nobody is going to make them for me as well as we can make them ourselves. Wow. Wow. So that was it. Wow. Yeah. So going from that, that moment in time at the Olympics in Atlanta, how, how long between then and kind of seeing, okay, we've got something here, did you experience? Okay. It was about four years and another light bulb went off. Now, at the time I started, there were three or four really good cheese straw companies and they occupied all the space available to me. So and at that time, remember, really grocery had not made what I call the migration or transformation from hybrid gourmet stores as in most grocery stores now, you can find whatever you need. We had no Whole Foods then. So all we had were these smaller gourmet venues, okay? Well, my competitors, because they'd been in business way longer than me, took up all that space. So I really was not, nobody could find me in my home area, Atlanta, Georgia. Gentleman calls me, he said, Kathy, 
your cheese straws are the best, but where do I find them in Atlanta? And I went, bingo. I said, that will be my point of difference. I will be the first mass available cheese straw ready in the marketplace. Well, <laughs> that created the need to, of course, start production on my own. That created the need for me to find a facility to buy and turn it into a baking company. Um, after the 17th bank turned me down, Wow. I would literally go into bank meetings, and this is no kidding. Now, this was not the packaging at the time, but I'd bring in my box of cheese straws. I'd have the banking VP executive. He'd blow through at least two boxes, sit there and go, you know, this is lovely. I have always admired entrepreneurs, but we just don't loan money to food people. It's too risky. So you'd hear that over and over. However, the 18th bank was a charm. I don't know what I said different. Perhaps I honed in my pitch. Perhaps he was hungrier. I don't know. But he said yes. And then I uh, raised some capital from friends. And we pulled it all together. To this day, I don't really quite remember how it all came down because it was like a shell game, if you will. And so I found a facility in Jasper, Georgia, where I live today. It's up in the, it's the foothills of the Appalachians. And it was a building under distress. We bought it. I somehow I hired the guy who was currently baking for me on the sly to build the bakery, use the money from SBA, it was SBA loan. And somehow we got cranking. But the lucky part that happened, if you don't have any luck as an entrepreneur, you won't be in business very long because luck has to overcome all the bad stuff that's going to yeah. come your way, which you can hardly ever anticipate, right? So the Kroger company that I had called on as an advertising exec, they were picking out which cheese straw they wanted to put on their shelf. I go to a meeting. They said, now, Kathy, we need about 20,000 cases to hit our shelves September 28th. But prior to that, the most I'd ever shipped to anybody was 10 cases. 20,000. I went, not a problem. I got this. I, at that time, when I left that meeting, I didn't even have a facility. I literally had nothing. I guess the meeting was May of 1998. I'm happy to report September of 1998, we delivered. To this day, I don't really remember how we did it. I was also raising 11-year-old twins and, you know, you just make it happen. That's what you do as an entrepreneur. You just, you, you say, yes, I can do it. And then you figure out how you're going to do it. That is incredible. Well, I, we do love, I mean, we, we love your cheese straws, but we also love that you are right there in North Georgia. I'm curious to know there in Jasper, what is the team um, represented by? Is it um, a lot of team that is in your manufacturing or well, I'm sure it's created both. some jobs. I'll say this. Yeah, CEOing is highly overrated, especially when you don't have a whole lot of people between you and get her done, right? Mm -hmm. However, in my case, that's not the absolute truth. I have two amazing office people, Ashley Taylor, Nicole Ward, and I'm not kidding. They totally have my back. They really are way better at doing most of the things that are required to run the company than I am. I'm basically just sales and marketing. And then, of course, I have to do the drudgery of finance, too, which is just not any fun at all. But it's way more fun if you're making money. It's yeah. totally no fun yeah. if you're not. And I know what both sides of those feel like. OK, then I have my baking crew. I, do, I dare say they're the best baking crew in America. They make the absolute best cheese straw in the country. They care every bit as much about it on a day to day, hour to hour basis as I do. And uh, just nobody does it better. 
Um, about half my crew, they're all self-trained. Like myself, nobody had worked in the food business prior to coming on with my company. Uh, most of them are local from Jasper since we moved up here. Um, Darlene McBee's my plant manager. Uh, that she's been with me 22 years. Um, Lisa, who's our maintenance person, she's been with me, gosh, almost 18 years. And it's just such a family operation, so to speak. Um, you know, we got hit like everybody in the country with COVID. And my crew opted, I got, we took two weeks off to clean and go home to your families and do what you've got to do. Get your family plan together. This was last March knowing that they may be coming back to no job. Nobody at that time had any idea what was gonna happen. They all came back and we have not missed a beat since. So I, I just can't say enough accolades about my bodacious baking team. That's so cool. There's a couple pieces of your story that are standing out to me that are totally kudos to you. And that is the 18th bank. Oh my gosh. The oh, fact yeah. that you were still going was, to banks. <laughs> so impressive. Yeah. And I'm so encouraged just hearing that you said the yes to the 20,000 cases, mm -hmm. not knowing it. We wouldn't be there today had I not. Yeah. I yeah. hesitated one little bit. It wouldn't have happened. David versus Goliath is what that all <laughs> reminds me of. <laughs> well, you know, every day there's a new dragon to slay. That's so true. <laughs> so, some are nice dragons. Some are not so great. But you, you ladies know that as well. I mean, you built this from scratch. Mm -hmm. That's right. It just doesn't happen by accident. That's oh, so true. Yeah. And you just keep at it on the good days and, the, and, and especially on the hard ones. <laughs> mm -hmm. One thing I love about them too is they kind of go with everything. If you're having, you know, a drink, yeah. a cocktail or something, well, it's nice yeah. to have cheese straws so that there's, you know, a little snack to go with it. Well, they pair with some, they, people say, Oh, what a cheese straws pair with that. I go, well, they pair with fun. Because yes. if you're having some fun, you might be having some cheese straws. I like Another that. thing that my packaging company came up with, I said, I said, you know, it is, as I mentioned earlier, it is my mission in life to teach the world the joy of cheese straws. They said, well, let's do some educating on our packaging. I mean, this is my number one marketing vehicle right here is yes. what's on the yeah. shelf. This is what's going to be exposed to the most people. So this group of millennials they came they said well let's put the pairings suggested pairings on the side now most of the grocery people I call on that can say yes to this product are in that age category first thing they do when they pick this box up they go I love these pairings mm. also it was important for me you know cheese straws were analogous with uh, baby showers weddings pretty you know not things that happen frequently over and over I mean they do but not in, in quick succession I said well Let's broaden that field. Let's take our cheese straws to tailgates. Let's take our cheese straws to the barbecue. Let's take our cheese straws to Bunko. Let's take them everywhere. Yeah. Well, in order to take them everywhere, they needed to be more available everywhere. Mm -hmm. Therein was my other mission to make sure I was the first marketed, mass marketed cheese straws. I mean, today, you know, we're available in Kroger Deli first, uh, Foodline, Ingalls, Publix, um, Walmart. Um, let me think very way more places we are than we aren't. Wow. But that took a concentrated effort to make sure I knew how to work in those channels. Yes. Of course, now we're on Amazon. Uh, we're the number one selling cheese straw on Amazon right now. Okay. Um, we love Amazon. Can we talk a little bit about that recipe? I'm not asking you to divulge the details, uh -huh. 
but but, <laughs> but so, that's so cute. But yeah. how 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 difficult is it to I guess to maintain the integrity of that recipe or keep it secretive or um, kind of tell us a little bit about you know I, I know it did come from your mom is that right who yes. learned it from and so, so tell me a little bit about yeah. just the recipe the inspiration with my mom and I don't know how well you can see the picture back here but that's that's the last picture mom and I took before mom passed and I would watch my mother she used Cracker Barrel cheese there's really no secret to the recipe any good cheese straw recipe you see okay is probably a real good cheese straw but to make it in mass quantity as we do required oh over a million dollar investment we had to automate the system so I would watch mother take her extruder and just go at it one by one by one and I'd look at that and she had way more energy my mama used to go I declare girl I get more done on accident than you do on purpose <laughs> sadly she was correct I mean she had more energy than anybody I've ever known but I'd watch her arduously crank those cheese straws out and I go oh no there's got to be a better way so we literally designed the extruder, if you will, that would shoot out uh, probably 25 rows at one time. We had to have a specialized die. All that is proprietary information. The recipe is just a really good cheese straw recipe using the best ingredients. Real butter, 12 month age Wisconsin cheddar. We're proud, hey, proud Wisconsin cheddar. <laughs> we say it proudly. Um, people go, well, what about if you used Georgia cheese? I go, well, uh, Georgia doesn't make as good a cheese. We do amazing things. Georgia makes amazing, great things. They make a great cheese straw. But uh, the best cheese comes from Wisconsin. So we use the best. And then it's really people paying attention. I'll tell you something a lot of people don't know. If it's raining outside, we have to do a lot of adjustments in our facility to get rid of the moisture. Okay, because the same cheese straw is not going to come out on a rainy day that would come out on a dry day in the fall. Wow. Baking is its own beast with weather. That's exactly mm -hmm. right. Mm -hmm. And you made a very good point about they're fun. You can do a lot of stuff with them. Well, a couple of years ago, I hired a friend of mine, Holly, to do my social media. So Holly used to, I think she did a lot of work for Williams-Sonoma. She's way more of a, I mean, I'm a foodie. She's a super foodie. <laughs> she said, Kathy, we're going to start putting these cheese straws on the charcuterie trays which, you know, are just wildly popular. And as you know, your age group and millennials, they will entertain at the change of the wind direction. <laughs> so we had so much opportunity to do that, right? So I said, well, how can we use this in a point of purchase? So we created the charcuterie tray shipper header. This goes on the top of all of our shipper displays that go in about 2000 stores. And they'll start in September, you know, through December. And we saw a huge, huge jump in sales last year, almost double. When people were able to associate, well, that's what I do with a cheese straw. Mm -hmm. I'll put it on my charcuterie tray. It takes up a lot of room. Mm -hmm. I don't have to spend another $15 for another wedge of cheese. Yeah. <laughs> it solved a problem. Yeah. That's actually when we, when we, um, we were first introduced to Mama Geraldine's because we were putting together a Facebook live that we were going to do to show how to do a great tailgating charcuterie board. And we there came across Mama Geraldine's at our Walmart and we were like, right. oh, these would be great. Yeah. So we were looking for Southern products that had a different, you know, different kinds of look. 
yes to yeah. make the board look interesting different textures and then we haven't even gotten into the fact that you have so many varieties yep. that you mm -hmm. can even you know have two or three different kinds on your board exactly yeah well, I wondered if you um, if you get the question a lot of people saying a cheese straw, is that like a cheese wafer? Or I think a lot of people in their own home or recipes they've seen, they might be familiar with a cheese wafer. If or a the, cheese button. Like sometimes you'll see a different name. But but the all the time. Extruder, I mean that's a that's it's a piece of equipment. It's the number one question I get people. Now, am I going to be sucking through this straw <laughs> and cheese is coming up? And I go, no, no, no. Uh, my cheese straw is a artisan crafted baked savory. I said it's, it's a cross between because it's so cheese concentrated. It is a cross between having cheese on a cracker but baked in it. Mm -hmm. It's still a difficult concept. Mm -hmm. Like I said, it's taken me years and years and years to just in a glance tell people what cheese straws are. Now, once they taste them, about 90% of people go, whoa, if they like cheddar cheese or if they like Parmesan cheese, they're going to love them. Mm -hmm. If they don't, mm -hmm. no. And believe me, obviously they're not for everybody in the world or I would be so retired. <laughs> I would, you know, I wouldn't be pushing this rock up this hill anymore, as you know. So, um, but it's still a wonderful education process. And what's really wonderful is when people try them for the first time and then let us know. You know, they'll contact us and they'll say, whoa. I got to ask you about your mama. You said she has yeah. passed. Did she ever get mm -hmm. to see the business getting to take yeah. off? She did. Oh, yeah. My mother was such a joy and, and she was just a Southern treasure. Um, so what was fun back in the day when mom's health was better, we would go to uh, do demos at Kroger. And I'd prop mom up in her seat, said like a little director's chair, it said Geraldine's on the back. And she'd just sit there and she would sign boxes. And the moment they knew my mother was there, they forgot all about me. I did not exist. I did not need to exist. They wanted to meet the real Geraldine. Uh, and, you know, she wasn't just an awesome uh, a baking person. When I redesigned this, on the back, the old rocking chair, if you had a chance to read it, it tells really about the essence of my mother. And when she was not smock when she, when she wasn't making cheese straws she was usually either rocking a baby or smocking an outfit for one of my twins or one of the other five grandkids um she was always doing something i mean as soon as i i had twins and she helped me i think for two months once i had those twins she would oh she was just such a joy to, to be around and i'd sit down after putting those twins to bed i said i need a glass of wine i'm exhausted she goes we got laundry to do i go mom take a break but <laughs> That just wasn't her generation, you know? They yes. just never sat down until they collapsed. Yes. Yeah. But she was a master seamstress. Um, she was just a joy, you know? I, I was so blessed to have her. I didn't lose her until she was 89. Wow. So, but she got to see, yeah, she would actually come to the plant and she'd work in the back as long as she could. Oh, that would just thrill everybody in the back when mama would show up. But she That's mostly, she was never employed by the company. She mostly helped me with my kids while I was building the brand and building the company. Yeah. It's important yeah. to have that too, just yeah. to free oh, yeah. up some time. She was Nana. Yeah. 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 It's my understanding cheese straws even kind of got going because people needed a way to keep their cheese, like before refrigeration. Um, yes. That's a the way story. that you could use uh -huh. your cheese 
some of the research indicates in England, because before refrigeration, they had to figure out what to do with it. So if they combined it with the flour, they milled themselves and somehow baked it over their cast iron skillets over their fires, then it would last several, several years, you know, years, excuse me, months longer than it would just sitting out and molding. So that was, I believe, the origin. Now, and then when the colonies were settled, somehow they made their way to Georgia. Mm -hmm. And then there's a big gap of history on how it got started, because I believe me, I've done the research. So, you know, be fine with me if they think I started it. I didn't. (laughs) (laughs) But it does seem to be an American South thing. Oh, no, it is a total American South thing. What's interesting to me now that I'm nationally distributed in Walmart and Amazon, we sell all over the country. We don't promote. We don't. We promote everywhere. If you promote in social media, you're pretty much everywhere. Yes. But um, it's interesting because I'm selling. I'm selling up in the Midwest as I've never done before. I'm selling on the West Coast. They don't have the history. They don't. You know, there's there's a lot of uphill battles there, but. But, you know, there's also so much opportunity in the Southeast still. When I did focus groups to decide which direction I wanted to go with this packaging, the first thing that happened, I did three days of focus groups, stupidly expensive. And the one nugget that came out of that was they were Geraldine's, if you remember back in the day. And one of the gentlemen, he said, you know, I'm not familiar with these. This is a really good snack. But who is Geraldine's? Well, my commentator, and I'm behind the big glass, you know, one-way mirror. They said, well, she's an amazing Southern woman. She's what I just described. Said she's a grandmother. She's a mother. You know, she, um, this is her original recipe. They said, well, why don't you call her Mama Geraldine's? Everybody loves Mama. <laughs> so I went, bing. I mean, yeah. that simple. So I went to tell my mother. I said, Mom. And she knew I'd been in these intense three days of focus groups and we'd never done them before. I said, we're going to have to make some changes in the product. She goes, I know, I guess you're going to have to change my name. I said, yeah, I'm just very downtrodden. And all. I said, yeah, we're going to have to call it Mama Geraldine. She goes, well, that's just fine. <laughs> she goes, that's just kind of a problem. Well, I am a mama. I love I it. Set her up. So, you know, I, I, I knew she wouldn't be disappointed. And then the other was, you know, how are we going to educate the world? How are we going to make it relevant to a much broader target? I mean, really, my demo at that time was 45 plus. Okay. Uh, So I said, you know, I've really got to broaden this. And so that's why I hired a younger group to to kind of crack the code and design it. But they're the ones that came up with like snack on y'all. Oh, and the other thing that came out of that was um, they, because they were in Boulder, Colorado, the design group, I said, you know, they're going to try to distance me from my Southern roots. And that's not going to feel comfortable, but I'm paying them a ton of money. So I got to pay attention to what they say and all this stuff. So they pulled together 15 or 20 different baked cheese snacks. Some I'd never seen, some I've heard of. And uh, they said, we've discovered something. You are the only authentic baked cheese snack with a real story. The rest of these are from major corporations or they're just kind of generic and no story or whatever. So not only are you not going to distance yourself from the South, we're going to dive in deep. Good. Came up with Snack on Y'all. That's when they came up with the old rocking chair concept. Love it. The other thing that came out of the focus groups, and you guys being in media and studying groups of people, over 30% of people that live in the Southeast now are not from here. That's probably even higher since COVID, okay? 
So they're in, instead of going, oh man, people are never going to figure out cheese straws. That's a huge opportunity for me to grow right in our own backyard. That's right. And we've done that. I mean, the growth we had last year, with the exception of adding Walmart, which was pretty big, but it's been organic. It's been within our uh, current distribution. So people are discovering cheese straws. They're going to the same stores, but they just, uh, I joke with people, I said, well, I can tell you during COVID, uh, when folks were sheltering at home, they were eating a lot of cheese straws. <laughs> yes. That's right. Discovering them while they were sheltering at home. That's what I think must have happened. That is so true. Well, the genesis of our podcast is to educate those that are new to the South about Southern culture, because there's a little bit of handholding that's needed right. in, uh-huh. uh, in learning why we do the things we do and talk the way we talk and host the way we host and eat so, what we eat. Yeah. Wow. And, and look how many, exactly how many people have moved to your area, the Franklin oh. Nashville area. Oh my gosh. <laughs> it's it's just, it's just happening. Yeah. 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 Well, I'm reminded of a friend of ours that um, has a business called Raleigh Cheesy. She's over in Raleigh, North Carolina. Mm-hmm. She has a little saying that's so funny to me with building, they build charcuterie boards um, and her little saying is, be better than a Ritz. And her point ah, is, you're putting this good that. cheese out, yes. this beautiful fruit. Uh-huh. Put a nice cracker out. Uh-huh. With that. yeah. That's a great so, saying. Yeah. It really is kind of funny. But um, I'm thinking that uh, anytime you want to up your game, with whether it's what you have next to your soup or what you have on your charcuterie board, think about putting a Mama Geraldine cheese straw yeah. there. Because it is better than just a Ritz. Sure. Better than a Ritz. <laughs> it that is. is just a wonderful saying. Ours says, uh, cheese straws make the board better. Yes. That's <laughs> so, so true. So that's kind of resonated with people. And it's mm-hmm. fun to do a charcuterie board. My daughter oh my does gosh, a I love job them. at them. Just, I you know, and I, I didn't know what to do with them before. So now I've learned as well. So, And I even say it's it's like builds an opportunity for conversation because you're everybody's kind of yeah. gathered around this thing uh-huh. and reaching for different things on the board. It's mm-hmm. conversation. I also think happen. cheese straws are what I call nostalgic food mm-hmm. because if I'm serving them or if I'm at a party and they're being served, of course, I always bring them everywhere. People <laughs> say, oh my gosh, Kathy, you know, my Nana used to make these cheese straws and yours are almost as good. Well, that's as good as it gets. <laughs> that's right. That's right. You are almost as good as what came out of your grannies, your Nana's, your mama's oven. Then that is a huge compliment. Absolutely. And so, and, and they're, and they're like for me, when I would come home from college or whatever, come home from UGA and the whole house would smell like cheese straws I knew I was home oh. you know that that smell right there brought it home to me and so that's what happens with a lot of people with the nostalgic foods they grew up mm-hmm. I love so, it yeah. that's our that's sweet spot we love yeah exactly foods. well we we love Mama Geraldine's we've loved getting to talk to you thank you before we uh sign off I did want you to just quickly I think there was three different things on the packaging that you said these cheese straws pair well. I saw a wine glass and I don't yeah. have one of the boxes in front of me. You sent us some, but what else would you say? Well, um, they, they pair go well great with? with prosciutto okay, or yeah. any kind of the cheeses or the, the meats that would go on a charcuterie tray. And of course, fruit and a pair, they pair beautifully with apples. Mm-hmm. Now what I don't have room for, and I'll tell you, they pair amazingly with pecans. You just get you a little pecan half and put it with the cheese straw and shazam, <laughs> you've got a lovely pairing right there. 
And that's a Georgia, that's something Georgia is good at. That is all about Georgia, the pecans, exactly. Um, The one thing I like to say is my aged cheddar, it's more of a red wine cheese straw or any Mm -hmm. wine cheese straw. My Parmesan over here, uh, I like to age Parmesan as well, 12 months, and it pairs better to me with your whites, your Chardonnays, and your Sauvignon Blancs, uh, Pinot Grigio. So, you know, but hey, whatever you're enjoying is what yeah. it pairs with. That's yeah. right. So, and you're fun. Pairs are fun. Just pairs keep that up. Fun. I love that. Mm-hmm. Kathy, thank you so much for your time and just the hard work that you've put in to bringing such a nostalgic food onto our shelves right there at Walmart. I can't, I can't think of something that we appreciate more than somebody that put in hard work like you have. So thank you, yes. thank you, thank you. Well, I can't thank you guys enough for, again, spreading the joy of cheese straws. <laughs> and that's what you'll do on your podcast. Well, we'll, we'll sign off with you. And then uh, we're probably going to get our hands on some cheese straws here in a minute. Peace be with you. And peace be with y'all.